Hi, welcome back to our radio show, Make Over My Money, with your host, Dave Scamsey. Let's go over to Dave's to see how he's going to help people get out of their mess this month. Hi, I'm Dave Scamsey. We're going to go to the phones. All right, let's go to the phone. First caller. Uh, yeah, I have ended up in $400,000 in debt. I may or may not have gone to... Whoa, 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 400000 Let's talk about that a little bit. What's your financial situation and uh, how... How did we get into this debt? Yeah, see, I was hustling a guy in a game of pool, and I may or may not have run into a loan shark that may or may not have worked for the mob, and he said that if uh, I did a couple of jobs for him, you know what I'm saying, he would help bring down the debt, but uh, it's about 400 grand. I understand. How many points are we talking? Is it? Does it have a accruing interest? Yeah, it's at about a, a 500% interest, so uh, the, the rate, the loan rate is not too good. There's only a few things I have to say for you, sir. One, you're going to die. Okay, go ahead and terminate the call. Next caller. Yeah, I'm just calling because I'm really freaked out because I'm like, I think just $100 in debt. Um, I normally pay off my credit cards, but I just couldn't pay it off this month, and I'm, I'm just $100 in debt. I just need some help to know how to pay off that debt. Okay, 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 okay. And what was your name again? My name is Dale Evans. Do you see the inside of restaurants a lot? I do. Me and my wife actually like to go out to a lot of restaurants and eat. Well, you better get used to it, because you're going to need a second and a third job. That's what I have to say for you. Hundred and... Oh my goodness, you shouldn't have been in it in the first place. Where'd you get that $100? I know it wasn't a credit card. If you followed any of my programs, you wouldn't have a credit card at all. Oh, no, 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 no. My 20-year-old outdated practices tell me that that's not what happens. Well, uh, most hotels need a credit card, so that's why I did. Thanks for listening to Make Over My Money with your host, Dave Scamsey. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. Yeah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Well, buddy, it's October, and it's episode 98 for us, two more away from 100. It's crazy to think, but I'm excited. Me too. I am too. And, uh, man, I can't believe we're creeping towards 100. It's it's incredible. We're almost there. We got some big things planned for that, but uh, that's in a couple weeks. Super excited for it, but, man... Super excited for everybody that's listening from here and around the world. Where are some of the places they're listening from, man? Well, we actually have people listening in Africa, Australia, over there in France, in the UK, in England, in Ireland, in Belgium. Man, we've been really big in Canada lately. Our Canadian uh, listeners have been growing more and more. We're actually big in Florida, South Carolina, Georgia, uh, New York, Virginia is always a big one. Where else? i tell you what's really, really weird. Going back to Canada right quick. Um, I'd be getting some Canadian humor, so maybe they'd be getting us. I don't know. Who knows? But, um, <laughs> anyways, so, of course, we got our home state of Texas, down south, Georgia. Uh, we got Florida, New Mexico. Man, we even got the West Coast, California. You already said Oregon, Washington. But, yeah, we appreciate it, man. We appreciate it all over the place. Well, let's hop into our first segment, which is the Old Fashioned Donut, which is a story from our past. Now, if you've been listening for any length of time, you'll know that me and Micah grew up in church. 
Um, and we used to have this thing once we got into middle school. It, they're called small groups now that meet in people's homes, but back then they called them cell groups. This was when that idea was first um, coming about. Basically what it is is like, of course, you go to church on Sunday mornings, but then you would meet in people's houses throughout the week um, to get more Bible study. And so we would have youth, I think, on Wednesday nights, and then we would have a small group that we went to. And we were actually part of the first ever small groups that were launched at our church. Now, I will say this. Chris was a part of it a little bit more before I was. So, okay, here's the story. I failed the fourth grade. So there was fourth grade the first time and the second time. Maybe I've said this before. So, anyways, Chris got to go one year before me because uh, it started in middle school. So he got a year's worth of experience. I did. I did. And our first small group leader, his name was Tony. We actually uh, followed him through small group until we got into seniors in high school. Um, and so tell them a little bit about small group time at Tony's house that you remember. Because did you, you first started at Tony's and then you went to the other leader that started his cell group right he that shall not be named well not like it's a bad thing but it's it's a sore subject i guess but not really but anyway so started over at tony's and it was a pretty cool time man um it was a time where um i guess it was my first experience getting to hang out with people from different schools like you kind of did with church but not really like i feel like a lot of our friend group like yeah you went to a different school but I feel like a lot of them either went to a private school or a Christian school or like I felt like they weren't necessarily different school as in like public school, same county kind of thing, right? Would you say? I guess. I don't know. I just know it was always me and you hanging out. And there were there were rotating friends that came in and out of our friend group. But uh yeah. That is I do what that I is true. what I do know is that we would have pizza every single uh, Thursday night, and he would get little Caesars, but he would charge us. Was it a dollar a slice, or it was like two bucks a slice? It was a dollar a slice. Two, I wouldn't. Yeah, two would have been too much, but it was a dollar a slice. And the pizza itself cost five bucks, so my man was making capital money on that. He really was. He was making a profit off of the. Just, but you also have to think not everybody would bring a dollar, but they would still eat pizza anyway. And so I was like, hey, you can't eat pizza. Yeah, you got to pay for their share. <laughs> you got to pay for their share. I remember a few of them little punks paying for their share. Anyways, um, but, you know, it was interesting because sometimes, um, you know, we were all pretty good friends, I would say, at some point. But um you would do things together. Like, we would go... Sometimes we would go play football out in, like, a field or something. Go play basketball. I remember there was, like, a bunch of people that were into archery. And, weirdly enough, we went behind the guy's house and he had an archery range back there. But he, like, lived that? in this little townhouse. So, it was kind of... It was kind of weird. Yeah. It was, like... Uh, maybe he just, like, assumed that area. I mean, nobody was really back there, but uh, still... Anyways, so... You know, we would do cool stuff like that. But, of course, there was the Christian aspect to it. It was essentially like a Bible study. And come to think of it, do you find it weird at all that... Because um, do you remember the philosophy of what they were talking about with cell groups and things like that? It was almost like a pyramid scheme sounding. Like they were talking about all the different cells flowing upwards. And then because the, our leaders had a cell group with 
like other leadership and it kind of flowed upwards all the way to the top and almost like uh in you keep branching out and that's how you keep gaining members do you remember they talked about that whole deal but i mean it's like with anything it's growth is good right like so i think the whole concept was like you go from the biblical teaching about like making disciples right because jesus made disciples that made disciples that made disciples so it's like that's i, I didn't find it too weird it's not that weird to me it wasn't like oh you have to be part of our church to go to heaven that's when it gets culty um that's when it gets really <laughs> culty but i do remember that and now having been an adult and having had hosted a group of middle school boys in my house man like props off to them uh i i know the way that they did keep us in line is tony would have a towel and he would pop us with the towel if we anybody got out of line and so we usually stayed in line pretty good but then there was another one of uh the adult leaders that wanted to start his own middle school cell group like let's say let's say he was kind of like the assistant for in in tony's group for there for a while yeah he decided he was going to start his own him and tony were good friends and they were like yeah we're looking for new people to go to that group and what did me and Micah look at that as? As an opportunity to goof off. Because we were like, ooh, if we're in this cell group, uh, he's not going to care as much. So we get to basically do whatever we want. And that's pretty much what happened. And we were right. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what we happened. we were right. We goofed off so yes. much in that small group. I mean, I'm telling you. Do you want to tell them about the stories about some of the stuff that you would do in that in that small group? So, one... We played all sorts of video games, and I'll just say this. like It wasn't like they were extremely bad video games, but they were just video games we didn't necessarily have access to. Like Guitar Hero was one of them. Um, the other one was a game called Pain. Do you remember that game? Yes. Pain is basically a human slingshot. So you are slingshotting this human being in this city, and you're trying to get him to hit as many objects or as many people as possible or break as many bones as possible. It was actually a pretty fun game. Like, we would aim for, like, this subway place and we would take out this grandma that was, like, walking with yeah. a walker. And so we were just like, yeah, like, we love this game, Pain. But we would just goof around. We really wouldn't listen in small group. We would wrestle. Like, I remember there was, yeah, there was like a whole thing. We would definitely yeah. wrestle. Um, those were also the times where we decided to act out my uncle's divorce. <laughs> with, a, with a stuffed bear and the small group leader's dog. And we would just reenact some scenes um, that I knew about from my uncle's divorce. Um and we dramatized it. I don't know why, but our other small group members found it very entertaining. And they joined in on it. And they wanted to be different roles in the story of my uncle's divorce. Was it because we were just that bored? Like, I think. Because, you know, I don't, I don't know. So, what ended up happening, it's it's not like the, the dude was a bad guy or anything. What happened was he had a very demanding job at the time. So, he took on this role of being, you know, a youth leader and I don't think he realized how much that entailed, especially since it was, I mean, it was once a week, but it was still like, he would come, he would basically come home and be like, do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm tired. And he would just like chill out. Yeah. He would just like, all right, let's just hang out. Like we didn't really do a lot of small group stuff. And there were times where we would go um, to the old small group Tony's because they lived just right across the street from each other. And we would go over there and we would combine 
uh, small group sometimes. Uh, I think those were the nights where he was especially tired. I know this is bad, but I would always be kind of disappointed and be like, dang it, we're actually doing stuff tonight. But we enjoyed it. We enjoyed that because we were like, yeah, we get to just hang out, get to do whatever we want. I mean, Micah and I have such creative minds, and we had no filter, and so we were like, yeah, we're just going to do whatever we want. And uh, I, I want to segue one more second here. I remember got in trouble because um, do you remember that jib jab video? Yes, that's exactly what I was just about to say. You read my mind. You were just about talking about the jib jab video. Great minds think alike. But there was a website. It's still in existence. I just don't think it's as big. But basically, you could put your face into different like scenes and stuff or on or celebrities bodies so it would be like uh like president bush or like at the time hillary clinton or barack obama like doing something or it would be like a famous celebrity music video um and so with your face on it yeah and we so we we got a hold of snoop dogg's video called uh sensual seduction um, and we just put our faces on there, so we were in the music video. If you've never seen it, it's like a retro 80s. Like, it wasn't from the 80s, but it was like a retro 80s. And you, we put our faces on it, and we watched it over there. And I remember uh, this particular leader just scolded us for that. For He was like, this is a very bad a good song. Bit. You, guys, you fellas should not be listening to it. And it's like, yeah, we're 13. We probably shouldn't be listening to it. And we didn't even really understand what they were talking about. But we're like, hey, I put my face on top of Snoop Dogg's body. And I'm doing what Snoop Dogg is doing right now. Pretty much. It was a good time. Pretty much. But I do know that I guess he got tired of it. And so uh, that small group dissolved and it ended up being tony's small group again i don't remember how long this i think the small group lasted a year it had to have lasted only a year yeah it wasn't too long but it was uh it was a good time while it lasted but yeah we went back to tony's and it was good um reunited with some old friends and by that point you know what was interesting about that cell group um as we went on we kind of became the ogs of it because a lot of people dropped off or stopped going or even graduated, went to college, you know, went off into the world a little bit. We were with that small group for a long time, and then somehow, I don't know what happened, but they stopped meeting in people's houses, and then they started meeting back at people uh, at the church. I guess it was just too hard for people to go to other people's houses, or maybe it was a liability issue. I don't know what it was, but everybody started meeting in back at the church and so when they started doing that it wasn't as fun as weird um, as it may sound and a lot of people are probably like oh man you meet in people's houses that's kind of weird but it had a real personal feeling to it and i mean once we started gathering back at the church i started feeling i don't know it wasn't as good like i don't feel like the camaraderie was as good yeah i mean i i go to a small group an adult small group at church now and we meet in somebody's home and it is more personal because like People will bake goods or, like, people will have potlucks, which everybody brings stuff. And it does feel more like you're getting to know those people on a deeper level. And so I, I do prefer meeting in people's homes as opposed to just meeting at the church. But for those of y'all that are, aren't even involved with the church world, y'all probably like, well, this is – why did y'all decide to talk about this? But this is part of our lives. It was a fun time. Uh, my favorite part of the – small group was when Micah would set an alarm on his phone 
to make it look like people were calling him. And uh, no one was really calling him, but he was like, okay, guys, I got to take this. And it would be literally in the middle of us or somebody teaching or something. Ladies and gentlemen of America and around the world, I'll I'll be the first to say it. I was an attention hoe. I wanted attention. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty dumb, pretty silly stuff. Tell you that much. It was a good time. Like I said, my favorite part was uh, reenacting my uncle's divorce with this stuffed bear and it. Yeah, I, I still dog. like, like as I could just chalk it up to man, we were we were kids pretty much. But at the same time, I was like, why the heck did we do that? <laughs> I don't even know. We were bored. We had creative minds. There had to be some kind of creative outlet for us. That's true. It's not like the TV was on. It's just like do whatever you want. It's just like well, and. Most of the time, it's like, well, we've already wrestled for like 15 minutes. We're pretty tired. Well, we're going to move into the next segment, which is the Jelly Donut, and that's our jail report. All right, so this first one, this is about a shark heist. Have you heard about this? Um, this happened probably, I think, want to say 2018, actually. Um, and this happened not too far. Um, it's kind of in your neck of the woods, kind of like in the big San Antonio area. Oh, was that the the Sea World? No, it actually wasn't at the Sea World. It was at the aquarium. So there was a shark high. So, uh, so apparently someone actually took a shark. It was like a. It wasn't like a big shark. It was a 16 inch female horn shark shark that was taken during a heist that aquarium officials said was no spur of the moment. Um, the suspect staked out the pool for more than an hour to wait for the right moment. Um, so they looked at the cameras, and apparently there was a guy and a girl who had a baby stroller, and then there was this other guy that came up to the tank, and he just grabbed it. They put it in the baby stroller, like wrapped it up, everything to make it look like a baby. They put it in the um, truck, they also caused a distraction because while that guy was grabbing the shark in the other t- uh, tank or the other, like, you know how they have, like, tanks or pools where you can, like, pet the animals or whatever? Well, in another one, they literally took some bleach and they dumped it in that other tank. So the all the employees were focusing on trying to get all the other animals to safety on that one tank so it was easy for the guy to grab it. Um and so they went and looked through the videos and they saw the guy take the shark and they actually confronted him in the parking lot. Um, and he said, oh, no, that's my baby. It's in the truck. But like they didn't have any proof. So they kind of had to let him go. But they dialed 911 and they called the police um, and they got the license plate. And so they followed these people to a home. And apparently this guy had like a whole like aquarium tank in his garage. And, like, he was, like, taking other animals, um, and he was, like, I think either trading them or selling them, like, on the black market or something. And so um, they got the aquarium lady there, um, and she actually said that she hadn't encountered him before because he pretended to be from some saltwater company and was, like, trying to check their saltwater level. So I'm pretty sure that's how he was, like, scoping it out. And she got, like, a really bad feeling from him. And so she was like, oh, I don't know. But then two weeks later, they had the shark heist. That's pretty crazy. I mean, the shark, one, the shark must not have been incredibly big to be able to get swiped and then put into a baby stroller. Um, But at the same time, I hear that illicit trade for animals and things could be pretty lucrative. I hear it could be a lot of money in it. Yeah, well, they said 
the shark was in one of those petting tanks, and so they the shark was used to getting pet, and so like it was easy for someone to just grab them. Um, but yeah, they it wasn't even two feet long, so it was pretty easy. Um, but they identified her and got her back to the aquarium, and it all worked out. So that's wild that people wanted to have a shark heist. That's pretty crazy. All right, this next one. Um, this happened in Palm Beach County. The rest of these happened in Florida. Just so you know, the rest of these are Florida man stories, which you gotta love. All right. Um, so this suspect stole a black vehicle, um, which was left with its engine running around 4 a.m. from a gas station in Palm Beach near the Palm Beach Airport. And apparently, this person realized that there was a baby in the car. So the hijacker went to another gas station, dropped the baby off with the clerk, and then proceeded to again steal the car and like book it. So this person kind of had a conscience. They were like, oh, crap, there's a baby in the car. Um, I'm stealing this car, so I need to return this baby. I mean, good, but dang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So the clerk immediately dialed 911. They did uh, They did get apprehend the suspect. So, um, But, I mean, like, good for him, but he stole a car. Like, But at least he... Had enough of a conscience to not also the baby in there. FYI, kids stealing a car never really gets you anywhere. Them suckers get tracked down too easy. Just FYI. I don't care what Grand Theft Auto tells you. I don't care what it tells you. All right, this next one. The holidays are a time to reconnect with old friends, but breaking into a j- yeah, but breaking into a jail may not be the best way to do that. In Indian River County, Florida. They arrested a man after he allegedly tried to break into the county jail by ramming his car into the front door and then tried to climb a fence. Uh, The guy was taken into custody and treated for minor injuries. The police said that the guy told him that he was high on a synthetic drug, Laka, and he just wanted to visit his friends who were in jail. Um, They said the damage was at least $5,000, but they said even if uh, the guy had managed to climb the fence, he would have had to scale another fence and then get through a locked door at the building where his friends were housed. So, like, I've never heard of someone trying to break into jail. Well, I mean, the good thing is he probably got to see his friends once he got arrested. So, there you go. But, um, that was my whole thing. Whenever he drove through the front door, I was sitting here going, what kind of drugs are y'all? Like, <laughs> there's, there's no way you did that. He was on Flocka. Walker Flocka Flame. Okay, last one. A Florida man was arrested after allegedly kicking swans at a park and he was doing karate kicking practice. Kicking swans? Yeah. He claimed that he was practicing karate and he was kicking swans in the head. Um, this happened in Orlando and this guy was from Jacksonville um, and he was reported to have kicked some swans in the head. Why, why do I I'm feel sorry. like this is like an anime kid or something? Like, I don't... I looked at a picture. I mean, the guy was probably on drugs. Like, he didn't look like an anime kid. Again, I'm sorry. Animal cruelty is not funny, but, like, the story is funny. Um, So, they said that... Kicking swans. He's over here by the lake. Anyways, Bruce Lee and some swans. It said, witnesses told the police that he kicked two swans in the head and another in its its butt as hard as possible. Um, Said that the man kicked a swan in the face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> looked at the witness and laughed while continuing to attack other animals. So he was just doing this in front of other people. 
Like, he was just going around just, like, walloping geese in the head with his foot and then just, <laughs> What's bad is, like, I can just see him, like, practice, like, like you said, being an anime kid and, like, doing the karate kid moves and, like, crane kicking a swan in the face. Like, he'd be taking that karate way too serious, bro. Yeah, if you ever see a guy in the park kicking some swans or even some geese, walk away, kids. Walk away. <laughs> Again, animal cruelty is not funny, but it's just like the image of him kicking the swans is what's funny to me. Oh, man. Okay. Let's move on to another uh, subject. All right. We're going to move into our donut hole. And I have a quiz for you, but it's not like a get the right ones, right? This is more of a like get to know you kind of quiz. Oh, and like get to know you. Okay. It's like a would you rather type quiz. All right, so first question: Who would you rather be roommates with? Slash, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> um, no. All right, this first question. In all seriousness, would you rather retire early and live a short life, or retire later in life but live a super long life? So, but the time frames of living after retirement, like the years, are kind of the same. Um. I maybe like you retire later than most people, but you live like longer than a lot most people. If that makes sense, then I would do that one. Yeah, I would. I would work a little longer, to, but be retired and you know have longer to spend it. You wouldn't want to retire early. I mean, I do want to retire early, but uh, if it means that I'm shorter time to spend it, what what's all the use of working it? Yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, this one's not a would you rather one, but if you could eat at only one restaurant. For the rest of your life, what would it be? My first my first thought would be like Bogo de Chow, but I'll tell you what, I couldn't have the meat sweats every day like that. Uh oh man, that's hard. You don't have like a certain restaurant? Would you want to eat at Firehouse only for the rest of your life? Well, you can't really eat breakfast. The only other ones that come to mind I would probably get tired of pretty pretty fast. Like because the first one was like, oh what a burger, cause but I'm just like at the same time, I'm gonna get tired of greasy food pretty quick so man I don't, I don't know i guess um i picked this local joint it's a little mexican cafe how about that i could i could do that every day if you could meet any famous person dead or alive who would you want it to be i don't want to go too cliche you gotta like all of mine are presidents of course some george washington action i just want to hear like Okay, we've heard the stories about crossing the Delaware. What was that actually like in real life? Cold as mess, I imagine, but what else was it like? Just say one. Um, Just say a couple. Name a couple. You know, Lincoln, that must have been hard. Talk about experiences and, you know, I mean, even his road to getting elected is pretty crazy. So, uh, we could just leave it at those two. Would you rather have telekinesis, which is moving things with your mind, or telepathy, reading people's thoughts? Oh, telepathy. Let me, uh... Let me know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, we kind of already do that enough. I, I would rather have telekinesis. I'd rather move stuff with my mind. I don't really care to know what other people's thought. Like, I do. That sounds really bad. I really do care what other people are thinking, but I don't want to have to know what everybody's But thinking. Chris is also All right. Chris is also lazy. You know what he wants to do? He wants to be able to sit in bed and go chips and, like, do a little motion with his hand and have the chips come to him. That's what. I'm not going to say it. This is, that'll get me in trouble. Okay, um, would you rather work a weekend overtime shift with your annoying boss or spend a full day with your most disliked person or the person you dislike the most? Oh, man, overtime with the boss. 
Oh, yeah. The person I'm thinking about, I couldn't deal with more than about two hours. Listen, I can't deal with them like an hour virtually over a Teams meeting without wanting to choke the mess out of them. Okay. Well, uh, there you go. All right. Would you rather have a pause button or a rewind button on your life? I don't really want rewind, to be honest. So, I guess pause, because... It's always good to have the moment, like live the moments while you're in them, because there'd be times that I want to extend more. But I mean, there are some things that'd be cool to go back to, but not one where I'd want to have that exclusively. I don't think. There you go. Um, reminds me of that movie Click, which is a sad movie. It's kind of sad. Yeah, um, it is. You fast forward your whole life. Two more. Would you rather travel the world for free for a year, or have fifty grand to spend on whatever you want? Oh, uh, it's a tough one. At this point in life, so here's the hard part. The free spirit in me wants to go take the 50,000, or not, don't take the, I'm sorry, not take the 50,000. Go traveling and do whatever you want, right? And then the other part of me is like, no, no, no. The real answer, what you would actually do, is you take the 50 grand and down payment for housing. Yeah, but here's the thing. You travel the world, those are experiences. You're never going to forget those. That stuff, like, that's, yeah, like, you it's just there. I mean, that's true. I feel like the, the. I feel like you have the experiences. The other thing too is the. I'm. I'm think make so much money, make so much bukus of money to where you still do that and have your cake and eat it too. It just might take some time. But you only have fifty grand to spend. All I'm saying is, it, fifty grand could get you some stuff. At least get some check blocks on some goals. Maybe even do facilitate a career change. All right, last one. Would you rather work at your job, your current job right now, but you make double for a year? You can't take any vacations, though. Or you have the year off, and you are just earning your current salary. Oh, year off, current salary. That's what I'm saying, bro. Because I'm like, you think about it, it's like, yeah, I could take that double salary and then take a vacation after the year is up. But, like, that's a long time to grind without a vacation. Oh, yeah. And especially because you know what will happen is you'll go into that year going, okay, I got this. I got this. And, like, all the stuff that will have never hit the fan before at that place will hit the fan. Like, you know it will. And it will test you every step of the way. Yeah. It's like you still get the normal days off, like your normal two days off. You just don't get to take, like, vacation or anything. Yeah. it's It would still be tough. Thanks for playing the little game. We're going to transition into what fries my donuts. I've heard that you got a lot that's frying you up this week. Yeah, so you know what I'm sick and tired of hearing? I'm sick and tired of hearing about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Shut up. That's all I got to say, Chris, on that one. That really fries me up. You know what fries me up about it? It's, you you can't even watch football anymore. Like, I, I remember... Okay, I, I do remember there were other celebrity couples. One that I can remember very prevalently was Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson. You remember this one? I do. And yeah, they showed Jessica Simpson at the game. But I kid you not, it's like every Chiefs touchdown, when the game starts, it's like, oh, Taylor Swift's here. And then it's like, you come back from commercial break. This is what Taylor Swift was doing with Patrick Mahomes' wife. And like, it's like, oh, are we, are we watching E! News about what Taylor Swift is doing up in the press box? Or are we watching an actual game? It's almost like it's taking a back seat to this whole thing. And not just that, but then the commentators, you know, it does sound a lot like E! News. You know, I don't know who this is, Joan Rivers or whatnot, but they sitting over here talking about this is the relationship America needs right now. 
No, no, no. You know what America needs right now? You to pan that camera back down to the field where it belongs. That's what I got to say. I think what the problem Fires is is that up. our culture is so obsessed with entertainment and, like, being entertained that simply watching a football game or a sports event now, like, they think it's, like, quote-unquote boring. So now they have to, like, have something to get ratings. And, like, it's all a business now because we have to get ratings. And it's like Taylor Swift is bringing ratings or bringing new eyes on the product that no one else has seen. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, who cares, bro? Like, honestly. I'm going to go out and say it. I don't see the hype about Taylor Swift. I think we should cancel Taylor Swift. I don't think she's that good. I don't think she's that talented. There is nothing that I'm like, oh, crap. Like, holy crap. Taylor Swift is like freaking awesome. But now you got all these basic people that are just like, oh, my gosh, I love Taylor. And I don't know what I don't know what that's about. I don't either. I just for me, I don't care that, you know, a football player is dating her. I don't care. You know, that's fine. You can mention it. But a mention is one thing. Making the whole dang game about it. But to your point, I will say this too. It was the Atlanta Falcons. You know what they did at one of their games here lately? They had... Oh, they did the Toy Story thing? Well, yeah. I saw the Toy Story thing. They did the Toy Story thing, which, to be honest, that was pretty dumb. But the... um, Like, I get it. But at the same time, I didn't really like it. The other thing... So the Atlanta Falcons in their stadium, while the game was going on, had wrestling, actually. Had an amateur wrestling. They set up a ring and all this. But the game was ongoing while this wrestling was happening. They had one of their... Because up in Atlanta in their new stadium now, they kind of have a ring up top. And that's like it's kind of a jumbotron all the way around. Some of the screens were to the wrestling. Some were to the football game. And you're sitting here going, and there's even been others like in L.A. in L.A.'s new stadium, they've played um, like the professional video game guys, like their stream while the game's going on. And I'm sitting here going, what's amazing is these people paid good money to be there to watch a football game. You would think. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is going on with that. It's it's very annoying. But my deal is like, have they made it? that big of a deal about Travis Kelsey's other girlfriends? Like, I don't think they have. Like, I honestly didn't know. No, I don't know who he's dating. Yeah, I don't know who he is. Like, I know the name, and I'm not even that connected to football, but I know the name. But then I was like, oh, like, I don't think they made that big of a deal about his other girlfriends, but because it's freaking Taylor Swift. And my thing is, like, is she just dating dating him to get the attention? Or is he dating her so that the NFL can get attention like to me I'm like yeah I don't I don't know man because it's just it's this it's kind of like WWE the storyline has been coming for a while because Travis Kelsey said some stuff of like I don't even remember something about like or getting her telephone number or some crap like that and then it was just like oh they're flirting back and forth and you know then Taylor Swift was like oh I might take you up on your offer to come to a game or something they're almost like oh my god they're dating and then she showed up to one they're like oh it's all confirmed it's like oh my god here's the thing about WWE is their job is to entertain so if you get another celebrity in there in the mix you try to get a Logan Paul whatever I get that because you are trying to entertain an audience and you're trying to get a new audience sports Unless the game has changed, you are literally just, you're sports. It's sports. You're just playing the game. Like, you're enjoying it. Like, you're not 
I mean, yeah, there's some aspect of entertaining about it, but it's like, I just want to watch football. That's exactly what I'm mad about, but, you know, the NFL is trying to capitalize primarily on a lot of these newfound fans because, you know, historically, if we're being 100% honest, it's male-dominated, right? And the female partners typically may not be into football. Some are, but a lot aren't, right? But now they kind of can be. They don't. They don't, might not have to know anything about football, but all they know is that Taylor Swift is dating that guy. And all of a sudden, now they have something to like. Now all of a sudden, the ratings are up. So now they're going to beat this horse till. I mean, it's a you know, bloody pulp. And I, it, it's just it's it's sickening because it's just it's not even it's worth a mention. Sure of like, oh look, he's dating Taylor Swift, but that's not what it's about. I'm going to say it one last time. I'm going to officially say it and be unapologetic. Taylor Swift is is as boring as watching paint dry. Boring. There's nothing exciting. There is nothing exciting about her. Yeah, she might have some good songs. Every artist has some good songs. That's not hard to do. You give me somebody like a Bruno Mars or like a Beyonce or Rihanna, like that person, I'm like, okay, that person is like revolutionized music. You give me somebody like a Michael Jackson, that person's revolutionized music. Taylor Swift. No, bland. Just like her fans. It's, it's a stage presence thing. Basic. To me, just like her fans. To me, everybody's like, "Oh, she has great stage presence." But I mean, you see what she kind of does. She has the same moves and same maneuvers. I don't know. It's just if you're gonna pay all that much money to go to a big old stadium and uh, be packed out, I mean, go ahead. And if you're a fan of it, that's cool. But at the same time, it's just like. I don't know. It ain't that great. She's as basic as her fans, and I'm going to say it. I don't care. I don't like Taylor Swift. Dude, I know that this is like totally going down a rabbit hole, and I promise we'll go to the improv segment. But did you know that there is a genre? I found that out this week. There is a genre called divorced mom music and divorced dad music. Have Have you heard about this? Is it supposed to be music with a sad twinge to it or what? No, that's not even it at all. Basically, what I found out is it's just millennials' favorite songs. Now, Divorce Dad music is just like punk rock from uh, like Breaking Benjamin and like Linkin Park and like Creed. That's apparently Divorce Dad music. Divorce Mom music is like Kelly Clarkson, Beyonce... Rihanna, like some of the jams that we like to like bump, like rap jams, like that's divorce mom music, apparently. And I was like, that's just millennials songs that they had growing up. Like Missy Elliott, One Two Step was on there. And I was just like, are you serious? Was this was this on Spotify or what? Yeah, but I somebody asked me about it. They were like, are you listening to divorce dad music? And I was like, what does that even mean? I was like. And I asked, I said, why does this music, why is this music associated with divorced dads? And they couldn't give me an answer. I, I, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make, we live, we live in strange times. I think times. it's just something Gen Z came up with. We live in strange times where things are called weird stuff. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. But hey, we get to make up our own stuff in this next segment. And that's our improv segment, which is our mystery donut. So, I like that transition. Thanks. I tried. Um, all right. So I'm thinking 
We do fortunately, unfortunately. What do you think? Let's do it. All right, so I could just uh, do we want a scenario, or I could just start with something. We can just go with it. Let's do a scenario. Okay. Um, at the garbage dump. That's oddly specific, but okay. I'm always oddly specific. I don't know why you're always surprised about this. Let's go. You're starting. Fortunately, I'm at the garbage dump and don't have to hear about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey anymore. Unfortunately, this whole place reminds you of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey because they are a dump. <laughs> um, you know, I did set you up for that one. Um... <laughs> Fortunately, see, like, how do I even come back from that? Uh, fortunately, just make a statement. Just make a statement. Doesn't have to yeah, respond to that statement. All right. All right. Fortunately, the rats aren't as big as they were yesterday. Unfortunately, they're a lot bigger than they were last week. Fortunately. That homeless guy from down the block's been cooking them like rotisserie chickens, so we're good. Unfortunately, it's going to take us forever to find that bookshelf that your wife said to not throw away. Fortunately, I hope she's forgotten about that so that it's not even a problem. Unfortunately, your wife has the memory of an elephant and she's not going to forget. Fortunately, you're right, but we're not going to say anything, so it's still going to work out. Unfortunately, you not saying anything is the problem of your marriage. Fortunately, you don't know the problems of my marriage, so F off. Unfortunately, <laughs> I do know the problems of your marriage because your wife told me. Dang. Well, I'm going to have to confront her then. Um, <laughs> right. I got a scenario. All right, let's do it. Halloween. Okay, let's do it. Fortunately... I don't have to take the kids trick-or-treating this year. Unfortunately, they're bored at the house and driving you crazy. Fortunately, I'm just going to put them to bed early so that they can just be quiet. Unfortunately, the next-door neighbors are running a haunted house and they looked out the window and got scared. Unfortunately, well, we have the lights off, so nobody... Or, sorry, fortunately... It's, yeah, it is fortunate. Fortunately, we have the lights off, so... No one's going to come to our house tonight. Unfortunately, they take that as a sign of no candy and the egg and toilet paper you Fortunately, house. that's okay because uh, my kids will just clean it up in the morning. Unfortunately, all your kids are sick with 103 degree fever. Fortunately, I have great insurance, so I'm going to take them to the doctor and get them medicine. Unfortunately, all the eggs are starting to rot and smell really bad. Fortunately, this is a great service project for my community group to help me with at church. Unfortunately, your kids gave them all this illness. Fortunately, I'm just going to pray and they're going to be all better. I'm not going to go where I was going to go there. Um, <laughs> so we can move on. Um, let's do the last scenario. Uh, I think we've done this in, a, in another one, but hey, we're almost to 100 episodes. We can repeat scenarios, even with some games, but at a car dealership. Okay. 
You go first. Fortunately, my credit is good, so I should have low payment. Unfortunately, you're going to have to put down a $5,000 down payment still. Fortunately, I have 10000 to put down because I planned to quit. Unfortunately, I forgot to tell you, I took 5000 out of your bank account because I needed some cash. Fortunately... I knew you were going to do that because you've done that in the past, so I have another 5000 stashed away in another account. Unfortunately, that account is frozen because because I took some cash out that your accounts were locked because it was fraud. Fortunately, there's a bank account in the Caymans that nobody has any clue about that has <laughs> millions. Yeah, millions. Unfortunately, the feds do know about that bank account, my friend. If the feds are listening... What money? They don't They don't know about anything. And even if they do, they can't get in the Cayman. So, fortunately, it's in the Cayman, so we good. Unfortunately, you're going to have your ear talked off by all these salesmen today. Fortunately, at least that gives me a free vacation since I have to sit through the timeshare seminar. Unfortunately, I don't understand how we ended up at a timeshare when we were supposed to be buying a car today. Things transition when things happen. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, your logic makes zero sense to me. Fortunately, it doesn't have to make sense because I've got millions in the Caymans. Unfortunately, I'm leaving this conversation. Ooh. All right. <laughs> We're going to move into our last segment, which is the eclair, and that's our positive advice. And I think it's my turn to go first. I don't remember, but I'll go first. Sometimes it's good to just evaluate things and evaluate how things are going and Make little tweaks. Uh, it doesn't mean that things are going absolutely horrible, but you always want to be growing. You always want to be changing, um, whether that's work, whether that's personal, professional, whatever. Um, but you just need to sometimes stop and just evaluate. Say, hey, how is this going? Has this been going good? What have we been doing good? What is an opportunity for us to change things and then make those uh, necessary adjustments? You might be like, you know what? I just need to make a little change here or a little change there. Or stop doing this or start doing this and it's just a, no big deal. But when you make those little changes, it shows growth and progression. And so um, make make changes, but stop and evaluate. But when you stop and evaluate, also celebrate your wins because that's a good thing too. It's hard to do that in the moment. Mine kind of piggybacks off of that. And um, mine for this week was just because you don't see any tangible results in what you're doing doesn't mean that you're moving forward. Sometimes, you know, it takes preliminary steps and, you know, even if you're looking at it in a progression, you know, to get from, you know, sometimes in life it's not from step one to step two, right? There's step 1A, there's step 1B, and those are always the most frustrating types because you have to check all the blocks before you can get to the next step. But just because it doesn't seem like it's moving forward doesn't mean that it's not moving forward. As long as you're putting effort forth, it's going to keep moving forward. Don't give up. That's good, man. That's good stuff. Well, we have enjoyed this podcast episode. It's been great. We always have a great time. At least I always have a great time. I know Micah does too. And so we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us. Thank you for continuing to support us. Tell them what we got. TVTrashCan.com. TVTrashCan.com. Go ahead and go and like and subscribe us over there. Now, um, it's Cool, man. We've got other videos coming out. Of course, we've got Church Rescue. We're going to be coming out with a part two here coming soon. And then um, we've got some different flight videos coming out, too, with some trash can travel. So keep an eye out for that. Of course, each Monday, 
this episode and other episodes of the podcast will be coming out. So keep an eye out for that too. But man, it's always fun. It's always good. But TVTrashCan.com, go check it out. That's pretty much all I got, man. All right. Well, let's get ready to take this donut box out to the trash. I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this has been the Donut Box Podcast. <laughs>